Hey, Paul, it's your boy, Corey. Guess what? That's right, buddy. P-P-P-P-P is back. That's Pigskin Picnic for Paul, posted for Paul, and probably only Paul will listen, possibly. That's all the P's in Pigskin Picnic for Paul. Uh, yeah, man. So we're excited. I'm pretty bummed out right now, Paul. Uh, and for the, by the way, for those of you... Uh, who are joining us maybe for the first time, I need to tell you this is the one and only podcast ever uh, that I'm aware of that is made specifically for an audience of one. That is our dumbass friend, Paul. And that is why the sponsor of this episode is Car Vodka. That's your vodka, Paul. That's the vodka that you make in Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville's best vodka, and I know so because you make it. Paul. Uh, also, another sponsor of this is Uncle Bod, uh, which, of course, is co-host Robbie Robertson's workout thingy online. It's wonderful. It's how I got in really good shape. So if you're listening to this uh, and you're not Paul, you should do it. I think Paul should do it, too, but he already knows about it. You get it. So, Paul, uh, last week I did a sort of teaser to PPPPP, Pigskin Picnic for Paul, probably listened to only by Paul, uh, and it was just me. But this week we've got an even bigger bigger treat for you. It's just Robbie. That's right. Robbie sat down and talked to himself for an hour uh, while watching a football game. Um, I also should point out, Paul, that I'm super bummed out that I can't find the damn uh, theme song from last time. You remember it? It was sweet. It had like rocking music and it was me doing falsetto and whatnot. Anyways, Paul, I haven't listened to this episode uh, that Robbie has done because I've been insanely uh, busy uh, with my baby. You know how that is, Paul. Me and you talk about it all the time in the group text with Rob. Uh, we sort of like assault him with conversations that not only does he not know anything about, but he couldn't give less of a fuck about. Uh, so, but I did want to say hello before I, I turned it over to Rob. And yes, also, Robbie did text you earlier trying to see if you and Allison were having some form of a date night because we, as always, wanted to put out this podcast that we make specifically for you at the most inconvenient time that we can. And I personally thought that, you know, 9.35-ish on a Friday night would be that time. So enjoy Robbie's babbling. And very soon, um, for you, Paul, and yes, I know that other people, <laughs> I know that other people do listen to this, but it's I still, I can't not have fun with the gimmick. We will be back to our regular regular pigskin picnic for Paul uh, goings on. Me and Robbie will be back together. And uh, there you go. Enjoy pigskin picnic for Paul with Robbie. Okay, so we're almost two years removed from Deshaun Watson's first sexual misconduct allegations. And it seems like that's about the time frame where ESPN and all the other sports media outlets have decided, okay, let's move on from this. He's back. So he's healthy. He's supposed to dominate this year. We'll see about that tonight as he goes up against the Steelers on Monday Night Football, part of the doubleheader. Uh, the other game is slop, so I have decided to hone in on this Steelers-Browns game. Uh, also, the Manning brothers were covering the earlier game, the Saints and Panthers, so I figured I would let them have their time in the sunshine. Deshaun might be the big story tonight, but... 
One thing I want to talk about first is the evolution that I see going on in the game that I'm not sure if, if anybody else has even noticed yet. Since I was a kid, all the play calling coaches, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, they hold that big, you know, Waffle House menu looking play sheet in front of their mouth when they call the plays to kind of cover up, you know, so nobody can read their lips and see what plays they're calling. But this year, in almost every game I've watched, NFL, some college, but especially in the pros, they're holding that play sheet like six inches higher on their head. Some of them, it's like forehead, even over their head. So they literally can't see over the, the menu or the, the menu, the play sheet. So I'm wondering why all the coaches have started raising that play sheet up. So my first thought was obviously their arms are evolutionarily getting longer. Something that they're doing is making – well, that's stupid. So that that is out. My second thought, and this is a lot more feasible, thinking of his history uh, of cheating in the past, but Belichick absolutely has drones now. So, ah, Deshaun, <laughs> Deshaun's first pass of the game, deflected, intercepted, run back for a touchdown, Seven to nothing Steelers. <laughs> Deshaun is back, baby. Pigskin Picnic is back. Wow. What a way to start season two, episode one of the Pigskin Picnic podcast. I say Pigskin Picnic podcast. We're still going to call it that, but there are a few changes this year. Uh, it's obviously still about pigskin. I'm sitting here watching football, but the picnic part I have realized was a strategy that Corey came up with last year to basically get most of the airtime. He knows if he puts snacks in front of me and he goes ahead and eats his Kratom or his Adderall, whatever, Ritalin, so he has no appetite. He puts a huge thing of deviled eggs and cookies and some of his baked goods out in front of me. Well, I'll sit there for 20 or 30 minutes during the game, stuff in my face like I always have, and he gets all the airtime. So I think the biggest complaint we got last year from all of our listeners, uh, Paul and his wife, Allison, um, was there was not enough me. So that's kind of part of the reason I decided to do tonight without Corey. Um, he will join us later on, and he'll be back next week uh, full time. But tonight, uh, his wife, Amber, who has uh, – just gave birth to their new baby, Bane, six months ago. I can't believe it's been six months. But um, she pumped too much breast milk tonight, apparently. And so they are making Rice Krispies at the house. So we'll get Corey. Uh, he's going to call in later. Um, but we'll have him back next week on the Pigskin Picnic Podcast. But this week, it's really what everybody wanted to hear, which is just me watching football by myself. My wife is in her room watching Netflix. So I've got this place to myself i got some coffee i got a little kratom Corey gave me i got the gas station gummy worms i told you about paul we're good to go all right deshaun's getting the ball again take two down seven to nothing just give the ball to chubb So I probably told this story last year uh, about 
my dad and I meeting Nick Chubb's parents at a Waffle House uh, on our way up to a Georgia Vanderbilt game several years ago. But uh, each year that's passed, my dad has become closer and closer with the Chubb family in his mind. He hasn't talked to him anymore or even interacted with him, but uh, every time he tells the story of seeing them at Waffle House, it becomes uh, a little bit more legendary each time, and you would think that they're coming over for Thanksgiving dinner, but uh, we don't know the Chubb family um, yet. Nick Chubb, if NIL was allowed when he was at Georgia, he he probably wouldn't have been the all-time leader, but imagine when Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley were all at UGA, the, uh, the NIL dollars that could have rolled in just with the, that trio. I mean, you got guys now like uh, Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner from last year at USC. He's like threatening the NFL to stay in college longer if he doesn't get drafted by the right team, you know, to set up leverage because he is literally making more money from NIL this year than some NFL quarterbacks are making. So I'm all about it. I'm all about the players making money. I'm all about players taking leverage from the league, from the owners. Um, But I kind of want to play it out a little bit further. So if college players are going to be making more money from NIL than NFL players, how long is it going to be until they change the rules a little bit more? Not just the transfer portal, not just the NIL, but – to let players who have eligibility left, who have already played in the pros, maybe didn't work out, come back and play in college again. Like imagine Johnny Menzel back in college again for a junior and senior year. The NIL money, I think the school made $200 million. um, The athletic department did off of just Menzel playing there his freshman year. So imagine the NIL after his documentary, after all this, uh, fame and this no, notoriety he's uh, gained here in the past couple of years. Imagine Manziel going back to college, and he could pick any college. He doesn't have to go back to where he went before, surely. He can just hit the transfer portal. Um, but now that I'm kind of playing that out in my head, I, I think it ends with uh, somebody is going to end up paying OJ. And I know he played all four years in college, but like if they're going to tweak the rules uh, – a mid-major somewhere is going to end up having O.J. Simpson in the backfield for $80,000. All right, this is a bad idea. Deshaun pitches to Chubb, gets around the corner. Chubb always runs through the first three tackles. Seven yards, another female ref. All right, that's three I've seen this weekend. I like this trend. More and more ponytail refs. I like that. We're like five years away from all the referees either being women or just jacked out of their minds. Every year there's one new female ref. There's at least one new just super yoked, like clearly on HGH, 58-year-old referee. And I'm, I'm for both of those things. I think uh, if, if we can get to the part where they're mutants, I don't want to say robots, but if we have like a, you know, mutant robot, an alien referee, for example. 
I've seen so many quotes from different Browns players, uh, you know, that Deshaun is locked in and, you know, he's all about football this year. And it's it's just hard to imagine uh, somebody on his team coming out and saying, no, nah, he's a piece of shit. Like, you know, we don't like him, but he's the quarterback. So, like, you can't really say that. But what is the feeling in the locker room? Like, does he – does he have friends on the team? Do they think that he did what he's accused of? Do they believe him? Jesus Christ. This tackle is 6'8", 370 pounds. Give that man a fumble, Ruski. Good Lord. I think he's 400. That's the biggest dude on the field. Like, nobody is even close. All right, let him through. Let him hit Deshaun. Come on, TJ Watt. God, they're just handing it to Chubb. I love it, but I want to see Deshaun get sacked again. So what you're saying, he's not good at quarterbacking. Deshaun, back to pass. Oh, and he is sacked. <laughs> All right. So far, Deshaun has thrown a pick six through what should have been another pick six, and now he's sacked. Just give the ball to Chubbs. He's just wet meat back there. Second and 17. Deshaun's got to throw it. Oh, my God. T.J. White almost ate him. Okay, screen pass for about a, oh, three inches. Third and 16.8. He didn't get sacked or throw a pick there. Progress. God, Minka Fitzpatrick already has five tackles, and it's halfway through the first quarter. Third and 16. Deshaun's back to pass. Does he throw it to the other guy? Oh, my God. He hit the fucking pole that the first down chain is attached to. <laughs> uh, that's new. That's like uh, in basketball when they get the ball stuck like between the rim and the backboard and it's just kind of lodged up there. You don't see that a lot. Wow. I bet he couldn't do that again if he tried. So, of course, another field goal for Cleveland. This is what they do. There's been so many field goals this year. Oh! Wide left. Surprise, surprise. Cleveland misses a field goal, 7-3. to three. Steelers are still up at home. You hate to see it. The Steelers get their biggest gain of the night, 16 yards, still not enough for a first down. They're going to punt it away. Also, Joe Buck used the word swimmingly. Oh, yay, they downed it. Cool, they downed it. Hit the gritty. You downed a punt. Hit the gritty. They're just going chub left, chub right, chub left, chub right, which is what I would do if you start the game with a pick six. But Deshaun's going deep on the sidelines. Oh, shit. Almost picked it off again. <laughs> wow. Tried to throw that deep out route, and uh, it was about a step away from probably another pick six. My God. Just hand it to Chubb. What are you doing? 
He hitched like four times before he threw the ball. Oh my God, so lucky. There's no way he thought that pass was going to have a happy ending. All right, field goal, Brown, seven to three. Steelers are up. God, it was about to be 14 to nothing. Two pick sixes on Deshaun would have been awesome, but Kenny Pickett's finally going to get the ball with those tiny hands. Oh, God, what an exciting update. Still six to three. Saints, Panthers. Ugh, slop. Carr just threw a pick. <laughs> Low scoring game. Damn, the last guy to throw a pick six on the first play of the game was Sam Darnold. Legend. Browns are kicking off to Pittsburgh, down three to seven. Kick it deep towards Gunnar Olszewski. What is he doing? Ha! He just toe tapped on the. Okay, this idiot just toe tapped to stay in bounds on a kickoff that was going out of bounds that would have been a penalty and taking the ball. Instead, he got the ball at like the nine-yard line. <laughs> uh, that is a shitty tattoo. I'm so spoiled from uh, Red Zone on Sundays of like seven hours commercial-free football that I don't have to watch a Monday or Sunday night game that has actual commercials in it. I know this is a total first world problem, but like the commercial breaks feel inhumane. It's like like go to go to something else. There's a there's somebody else doing a thing somewhere to show me that. But no, I have to watch the just the commercials like everybody else. Deshaun out of the shotgun, third and four. He's too close to his end zone. Oh, my God. Uh, he barely completed an out, but uh, might have been offensive pass interference. Has to be. Amari Cooper. Nope. They're calling on the defense. Wow. Patrick Peterson just got – oh, he held so bad. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Dude, if you got to hold Amari Cooper at this stage in his career, well, I guess it's Patrick Peterson. He's also in the same stage of his career. Archie Moonlight Graham. Chubbs. 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 Damn. That boy's thighs. Jeez, it's hard to see live. Like, everything happens so fast. But when they come back and show the replay from that Madden camera, like, behind the offense, the Browns' offensive line really is just bullies. Like, every time – now, Chubb is unbelievable. He breaks so many tackles. Um, but he's got some huge holes out there, too. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, he breaks three tackles every run. I get it. But he's also got a pretty nasty offensive line. I just wish they would show the game from that, or at least give us the option. Like, 
I want to watch the game from behind the offense so I can see everybody. But they don't want to do that. Gives people epileptic seizures or something, so I'll just watch it from the 50-yard line like it's 1974. Joe Buck just explained the Browns are wearing their uh, throwback uniforms tonight from the 1940s, and they look just like the current uniforms, um, but just like a tiny bit less ugly. Fourth and one. Deshaun's got the ball. Oh, they're running a speed option. Deshaun cuts it back up the middle. He barely got it. Wow. You rarely see a speed option in the NFL, and Deshaun's not that fast. That's a, that's kind of a sign that your coach does not really care about your health, which I'm not surprised. Jeez, he needs some milk. Wait a second. Okay, the Steelers are challenging this uh, successful first down here. It looks like Deshaun fumbled after he gained the yard. Oh, the ball came out right as he was crossing the line to gain. Did he just cough up a fumble on fourth down? <laughs> yeah, be careful just throwing your hands near Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, so after a 19-minute review, the verdict is Deshaun did fumble, and he did lose the first down. Steelers ball, another turnover for our man, Deshaun. Fun side fact about uh, Deshaun Watson, former Clemson national champion. One of my dad's neighbors is a big Clemson fan, and... <laughs> Their family dog's name is Deshaun. Uh, and Dad and I were laughing about, you know, the fact that, of course, they named it Deshaun years before all the uh, the sexual allegations came out. But still, like, it, maybe don't do that. But uh, I told Dad my theory had always been you don't ever want to name a pet after your favorite athlete because, like, if that athlete dies, every time you look at your pet, it's going to be kind of sad. You're, you know, you're going to think about that, the athlete and, uh, dad was like, don't you mean the other way? Like, don't you mean like the dog's probably going to die first? And I was like, well, tell that to my pug, Gianna Bryant. Oh, false start on the entire offensive line. That seems like such a, uh, such a sarcastic thing or such a derogatory way when the referee says false start, the entire offensive line, it's even better when they'll leave one guy out and they'll be like, the entire offensive line, except for the center. Like, well, that's probably the center's fault if everybody jumped but the center. I think it's another one of those things where the, re the referees are, you know, they're trying to exert a little power. That's why they're all getting jacked. Or, oh, my God, Steelers fumbled again. Browns picked it up. Oh, my God, there is definitely a concussion. Another fumble, two fumbles, three fumbles. The ball just went out of bounds. It hit five people in the face. Who possessed it last? What the fuck is happening? 
Okay. Pickett throws like a three-yard pass out in the flat. Receiver gets flattened. The same receiver, by the way, that uh, tapped his toes earlier to, to catch the uh, kickoff as it was going out of bounds. Okay. So now he has made a terrible special teams play. Gotten lit up and fumbled. All right. Gunnar Olszewski almost catches the ball. Desmond Ward hits him. Fumble happens. Grant Delpit picks it up, takes off running. Delpit drops the ball. Hang on. Let's speed this. Uh, I think that's an incompletion, but it's definitely a concussion. They're going to review the completion, but I don't know if they can review the concussion. Okay. Delpit gets it up and runs it. The Steelers knock it out of his hands. Oh, another Brown picks it up. Oh, a Steeler knocks it out of his hands. Hits another Brown's chubby guy and then goes out of bounds. So Denzel Ward ultimately makes the play. <laughs> the Browns have the ball. This is absolute slop. I hope y'all are watching this because uh, I'm having a lot of fun just talking about it and pretending like I know what's happening. These balls are bouncing. I think they're inflating the footballs. Number 90 was so good. It hit him in the biscuit hooks. Oh. Oh, 90. Dude, 90 would have walked. and He had eight yards to walk into the end zone. Number 90 for the Browns. Could have been on Center. He might be on not top 10 now. Just give it to Chubb, dude. Why would you run any other place? <laughs> All right, that is the end of one of the weirdest quarters of football. Seven to three, not a lot of scoring, but just a lot of weird fumbles and balls bouncing, interceptions, deflections, deflations. All right, Deshaun. Inside the red zone, complete to the eight-yard line. Okay, Amari Cooper's doing a little work tonight. Shit. Chubb is on the ground, writhing in pain, grabbing his leg. There's a Steeler hurt, too, but that doesn't cancel out. They're lying right next to each other. Oh, shit, it's Minka Fitzpatrick and Chubb. The two best players on the field. For each team. This game is so stupid. Oh my god. I think this could be one of those like someone's dead things. Alright, I'm going to make sure uh, this is not going on faces of death. Now check back in. Man, can't wait till Golden Bachelor. Oh, they're carting off. Uh, they're carting off Chubb. Oh man. Shit. It was so bad that the Steelers were chanting for Chubb. Dude, I don't want to see the...
So Chubb gets carted off, and then the villain, Deshaun, throws a touchdown. Fuck. He's going to be out for the year. This is just like when he got hurt against Tennessee in college. His knee got mangled in the first quarter against Tennessee when he was in college at Georgia. And it looks like he just got mangled again. I don't want to see the replay. I guess the Browns are going for two. Cool. They got it. Back up running back. Chubbs at the hospital. Back up has a two-point conversion and a touchdown. The machine rolls along. Man, they just had an offensive lineman in the backfield as a fullback, lead blocking on that two-point conversion. That's some shit that I would normally be so over the moon about. But Chubb is done. Fuck. Man, Chubb is like... One of my all-time favorite Georgia players, all-time favorite football players, all-time best dudes. Shit. All right. Kenny Pickett, Steelers, football. Yay. I would flip to the other game, but still 6-3, to three, so... Just wallowing my sorrow here. At least it's eleven to seven. It's such a Cleveland Browns score. Eleven to seven. Can we throw the ball to George Pickens and make me feel better? Why do the Steelers get so bunchy in their bunch formation? Like I get it, it's a bunch formation. You don't have to bunch up that much. There's no room between your splits. The whole defense is just packed in like sardines, and you got nowhere to go. Negates the purpose of a bunch formation. That's why you got half a yard. Okay, stop showing George Pickens if you're not going to throw it to him. Don't tease me. Kenny Pickett to somebody else that's not Pickens. You know what? Every time he throws it to this running back, though, he's gotten 20 yards, 30 yards. I don't know what's going on. It seems like all the Pittsburgh fans have these yellow rags. They're swirling them. Oh, my God. There must be 30,000 yellow rags swirling. (sighs) Holy shit. There's action in the Saints-Panthers game. Six to six, baby. Nine minutes left in the third quarter. Still not switching over to that game, but uh, 
<laughs> we want to talk about every field goal in every game. Nah, that's a, that drops on the receiver. I'm not blaming Pretty Kenny for that. He had Miles Garrett in his face. He still threw a catchable pass. Oh, the Steelers just passed up on a 58-yard field goal opportunity to punt the ball down to the nine-yard line because the only thing we like more than field goals is pretty good punts. Fucking commercials. I'm sorry, NFL Sunday ticket, but if you waste your money on Sunday ticket, I'm sorry. All you get is you can watch every game that's on, but you already have the Red Zone channel, which shows you all the best parts of all the games that are on instead of switching to just one boring game with commercials. So if you really want to watch all the games, Sunday Ticket makes no sense. So don't brag to me that you have Sunday Ticket, you get all the games. I have all the games too. And I just have the Red Zone channel. So I watch all those games, and then I just watch the Monday night or the Sunday night game on whatever network it comes on or Prime. But I don't need the Sunday ticket. Why would I want to watch the Lions-Bears game at 4.30 on a Sunday when I can watch five games at 4.30 on a Sunday? Oh, Deshaun sacked again inside his own six-yard line. But there's a flag down. What's the flag? Does somebody swing their helmet and try to hit the person? Oh, that was in the Steelers, uh, Steelers-Browns game a couple years ago. Miles Garrett took his helmet off and uh, swung it at Mason Rudolph, I think it was. Still the coolest thing I've ever seen in a football game. Although this weekend, I'm not going to name any names, but at my uh, nephew's six-year-old flag football game, uh, one of my nephew's buddies um, was playing linebacker, and, you know, it's flag. You're not supposed to tackle, but a kid broke a run up the middle, and uh, the little guy just straight-up form tackled him like speared him, and I'm, you're not supposed to do that, and everybody kind of gasped except for me, um, and I clapped until everybody looked at me, and then I realized that, that you can't clap, and now my nephew – um, told me he's going to tackle somebody next time, so I'll clap for him. So, um, look, man, I'm kind of like Charles Barkley. I never claimed to be a role model, and I have uh, been arrested in Arizona once. Are they going to throw the ball to George Pickens, the most talented guy on the field for the Steelers' offense? Georgia Bulldog, extraordinaire, national champion. Throw the ball to Pickens. God. Pretty Kenny only throws to running backs out of the backfield in the left flat. Sometimes before they get to the flat. You know, he likes it behind the line of scrimmage sometimes. Throw it to George. You can't guard him. They've played man half of this game, and they just have George Pickens out there, unguardable, just running routes, just collecting checks, cashing checks. Third and five. Throw it to Pickens on – Jesus, dude. He tried to throw it to Pickens and uh, didn't do it well. (laughs) It got on Pickens fast is a nice way of saying he threw it shitty. 
It got on him fast. You think Kenny Pickett can throw a ball that surprises George Pickens with its velocity? Or do you think Kenny Pickett threw the wrong fucking pass? Anyways, they'll take a field goal. 11 to 10. <laughs> Steel curtain my ass. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, breaking update in the uh, Saints-Panthers game. So the Saints are on the two-yard line, and there are two ladies in the stands, Saints fans, I imagine, wearing the same exact glittery dress. It's hilarious. Oh, touchdown Saints. What do you know? 12-6, to six, baby. Throw up that one digit. Go for one. Go for one. I guarantee. Oh, there's the ladies wearing the same dress again. Holy shit. They got the bells of the ball here, the darlings of uh, New Orleans tonight. And we're the same Sunday school dress with sequins put on it that my Aunt Donna made for them. Oh, turn off this game. The highlight of this game is the glittery dress. Like I, I really appreciate when uh, I have an opportunity to see a split screen with like two different games. But if one of the games is shit... And I'm just trying to watch the other game, like what I was just complaining the opposite of. Don't make me watch the fucking Saints-Panthers tonight. Moral of the story is I am spoiled. I will complain. That's why I don't play fantasy football. Just more stuff that I would complain about. <sighs> I almost forgot Chubb was hurt until the fucking Browns got the ball back. Another kind of option for Deshaun. Oh, my God. T.J. Watt just ate him. Watt and Highsmith are punishing Deshaun tonight. You know, kind of like the uh, league didn't do. Third and seven, Deshaun out of the shotgun. Chubb's gone. All right, Watson looks left, throws left, deep down the sideline. He's got his man. Oh, he was out of bounds. Good grab, but uh, bad body awareness. Like, if his daughter is at the game, she's probably really impressed with that catcher. Like, maybe a, if he's trying to impress, um, like, a girl from Canada, she'd be impressed that he caught the ball. But uh, he, he didn't catch it. Incomplete. Not even halfway through the second quarter here, we're at 11 to 10 Browns, and I can't believe it's not halftime yet. This is the longest, weirdest game. Who? What a two-yard game. They're talking about how the uh, Cleveland defensive coordinator tells all of the players on defense that they have to celebrate after a big play, after a sack or interception, touchdown. They all have to celebrate together. And if they don't, it counts as a loaf, uh, and they get docked for loafing, for not celebrating and dancing after the play. So I'm sure none of our dads are listening to this, especially Paul's. Pretty Kenny finally throws the ball to Pickett across the middle. He breaks it through everybody. Gone. Kenny Pickett, Pretty Kenny to George Pickens. Finally, 71-yard touchdown to the Georgia boy, George Pickens. You can't stop him. Why are we waiting until the longest quarter and a half ever to throw him the damn ball just a simple little post route he catches it easily like a loaf of bread and then just turns on the burners my god
He's so big and so fast. And God damn it, Chubb got hurt, though. But a pretty Kenny ate the dirt on that play. Looks up and sees George Pickens just streaking to the end zone. Get the mud out. Holy shit. 71 yards, George Pickens. Steelers are lining up for the PAT to make it 17-11. And we're finally halfway through the second quarter. And scratch that. There's a defensive offside, so Steelers get to move up a yard. They're now going to go for two. I love two-point conversions. Uh, yesterday, there was a beautiful two-point conversion uh, in the Chargers game where they threw a tackle-eligible pass to Trey Pipkins the third an offensive tackle. Uh, he was like 340 pounds, and he actually – like caught the ball with his hands, like landed pretty pretty smoothly, uh, and then did an athletic little celebration. Trey Pipkins the third. That is a hell of a football name. All right, pretty Kenny lining up for the two point conversion. Under center, Najee Harris behind him. Yeah, we got two tight ends. We got George Pickens on as a wing back on this side. Just hand it off to Harris. He gets stuffed. Oh, my God, the ball is out. <laughs> uh, another fumble on the goal line. Najee Harris tries to jump over. They smack him midair, knock the football out. I think Cleveland got the ball. Uh, Cleveland definitely got a concussion. Long story short, conversion failed. So much slop. So we're still 16 to 11 Steelers. I do kind of like how they put Thursday night football with uh, Marshawn Lynch on the pregame show, but the whole thing, the whole production, pregame show, the game, uh, and they're actually having decent games on Thursdays instead of, you know, the shit game each week. Um, but they've the NFL has figured out how to get all the people who were pissed off about anything related to the national anthem just to not watch those games because uh, there's not one person who was upset about the Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed national anthem protest who also has uh, Amazon Prime and knows how to watch it live. So um, they've pretty much resolved that problem. When Deshaun makes fun plays like that, like it makes you – almost wish you could root for him like especially in this era of like the, the golden era of the black quarterbacks where like all these years even when I was a kid there's this like antiquated um, way of thinking that like black athletes couldn't play quarterback you know it was too mentally stressful and they had to move to which is ridiculous by the way but um, you would see all your your black athletes would get moved from quarterback to wide receiver, defensive back, or running back because they couldn't take the mental stress of playing quarterback. And now we have where a lot of your best quarterbacks are young, black, athletic studs. And it's like really – and you want to celebrate that, but Deshaun kind of muddies the water with some of the shit he's allegedly done. Again, I don't know what all is fact and not, but um, 
every time, you know, I can't help thinking about the, um, oh, Njoku. Look, Deshaun just hit uh, David Njoku for about 25 yards. We got two minutes left. They're hitting the two-minute drill a little early. All right, two-minute warning. Um, but, yeah, with all these black quarterbacks and, and you know, still obviously not enough black head coaches, but um, – Unfortunately, it always makes me think of John Gruden, you know, working with all these quarterbacks and um, knowing that he was just like a, a, a boiling over racist uh, in his heart, all the terrible racist things he said. And then, uh, you know, he comes out with like, I've got black friends and like, you know, like the, the classic, I don't see color, which uh, along with the millions of things you could say about that, um, that I don't see color, especially from John Gruden, but A... Uh, if you don't see color, you are minimizing the cultural and racial identity of anybody who might have some pride in, in who they are or even associates with, with a certain culture or a certain racial um, group. And so you're, you're essentially minimizing that identity. And B, uh, if you truly don't see color, then how the fuck do you know who is tight ends in a West Coast offense? Third and eight. Deshaun is out of the shotgun. Got the backup from Chubb next to him. He throws it to Chubb's shitty backup. Chubb's shitty backup. Gets about nine yards. Um, Chubb still hurt. Third and two, and the Steelers are a lot more excited than I am about it. Oh, my God. There's been another score in the Saints-Panthers game. It is now 13-9. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Not switching over. Steelers fans are wiggling the rags. Deshaun out of the shotgun, empty backfield, rolling to his left. He's got this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He could have run for that so easily, and he throws a terrible pass five yards short of Amari Cooper's feet. If that flag is not on the offense, I don't know what he was doing. God, you got bailed out, Deshaun, again. Uh, a face mask call where he, it looked like his finger might have grazed the outer, the external coat of paint on the face mask. So we'll give him a free first down because Deshaun deserves it. <sighs> All right, they're already in field goal range here. Deshaun, let's see if you can get that field goal. He hates touchdowns. Chubb shitty backup off right tackle. Two and a half yards. Chubb would have got 11. Hey, they're letting the clock run here. A minute and a half. They've got two timeouts left. No urgency whatsoever. Second and seven. Deshaun's out of the shotgun again. Chubb shitty backup to the right. Deshaun fires over the middle into TJ Watt's hand. Uh, the ball goes about three feet. Feet backwards. Brothers, as we all know, play defense. TJ and his brother, JJ. Um, and then their brother, Derek, who's a fullback, does not count, clearly. That brings up a third and seven for Deshaun. Empty backfield. Deshaun's got to do it all by himself. Send TJ at him. Oh, TJ's all in his face. TJ what? Sacks his ass again. Dick in the dirt. I think Deshaun's hurt. I'm okay laughing at Deshaun getting hurt. Anybody else that gets injured um, other than Aaron Hernandez and Deshaun Watson, I'm sad. This is funny. 
TJ Watt just becomes the Steelers' all-time franchise sack leader, throwing Deshaun down like a rag doll that the Steelers fans flip during the game. Oh, poor Deshaun. 81 and a half sacks for TJ Watt. It's one thing if you're the all-time sack leader for, like, you know, the Jags. But to be the all-time leading sack man for a team like the Steelers that has the legacy of the Steel Curtain defense and their whole franchise has been built on just mean, ugly, physical defenses. And TJ Watt, by far the best one out of all of them. And fuck his brother. Oh, another field goal. 55 yards. Cool. Deshaun leads another three-point drive. It is now Steelers 16, Browns 14. 22 seconds left, headed into halftime. I'm really debating going to bed, but I think I told you guys I would do this, so... Ugh. I should go to bed, but I had the uh, gas station gummy worms. And oh, update from the Saints Panthers. Derek Carr going deep. Uh, who cares? Derek Carr. Please. We've hit halftime at the Steelers Browns game 16 to 14 Steelers. And I don't know what's worse the Nick Chubb gruesome injury that I'm still kind of shaking up over or the fact that they have switched over to the Panthers Saints game during halftime. This is two weeks in a row, Monday night football. There's been like a big time high profile injury last week. Of course, uh, the jets quarterback who probably deserved that shit completely. And uh, a Georgia player is the one who hit him. Although the hit wasn't what caused the injury, um, I take solace in the fact that Leonard Floyd, you know, kind of put Aaron Rodgers out of the league this year. So um, I don't care about that because I think Aaron Rodgers is a trash human being. Nick Chubb, I've already talked about him, but I'm. it's just it's tough to see somebody like that. And holy shit, it is the <laughs> – it's only the third quarter of the uh, the Panthers Saints game, twenty to nine, and fans are just leaving the stadium already. It's like, eh, eh, we're good. <laughs> they might come back, but eh. All right, back for the second half. I could not watch any more of that Panthers Saints horseshit. So uh, Steelers. Browns kicking off here. They're talking to Coach Tomlin headed into the third quarter. Hoping to see some more Deshaun Watson pick sixes. Uh, hopefully get some good news on Chubb's injury. I don't know how there could be any good news from what it looked like, but what the dude, don't throw a fucking pick before I hit the button. I just I was trying to hit recording. Pretty Kenny has already thrown the ball to the other team. Thank God the Browns dropped that. My, I'm not ready for another pick yet. I need two or three plays to warm up, kind of get my feet comfortable into the second half before we start throwing picks, bouncing off people's dicks. Well, after I've been shitting on this uh, Saints-Panthers game all night, it magically is 20-17 to 17 Saints onside kick. No way. Okay, Saints recover the onside kick. 
That should be ball game. Huh. How'd that happen? Kenny Two Gloves hits Pickens again. If he could just throw the ball within 5 to 12 yards of Pickens. All the incompletions he's thrown tonight to Pickens are like 10 yards short or 5 yards over his head. Like, throw it in his radius and the man will catch every ball. Pretty Kenny. You cannot stop George Pickens. Now, Zadarius Smith is hurt. Um, pro bowler, played for the Packers for a long time, played for the Vikings. I think this is his first year with the Browns, but uh, he's down. A lot of injuries in this uh, football. Seems like a dangerous sport. Can you stop showing the Chubb injury? Like, I try to forget about it. Every 12 to 15 minutes, I've completely forgotten that Nick Chubb disintegrated his knee and they want to show it again. I don't need to relive the trauma. So the Steelers uh, offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, another one of these guys that everybody acts like he's super smart and he's super creative. And I feel like all those guys do is uh, take their quarterback and just tell them, you're not ready for my complicated offense. So like the whole game, they run real basic vanilla shit. And then when it's like the two-minute warning, last two minutes of the half, or last two minutes of the game, they let the quarterback kind of unleash. And it's like, oh, man, the offense moves the ball down the field. They score every time it's a two-minute drill. What's going on here? What's these egomaniacs are actually letting the quarterback run plays instead of saying it's too complicated for you to do this play. You're just a rookie. You're just a second year. I'm such a, a transcendent genius of a football play caller that you can't quite master. Even though I've got all these great plays, we can't run them yet. Oh, my God. Pickens just jump kicked the defensive back. That was a little kung fu fighting from George Pickens. He's wearing his mock turtleneck. All right, so Pickett hits Pickens out in the right flat. Pickens just jumps straight up. <laughs> the defender, Denzel Ward, tries to tackle him, and he just kind of kicks him. Okay. Ah. <sighs> Five yards too short to Pickens again. Fourth down. Wasting him. Okay, Steelers lining up for a 50-yard field goal. Right down the middle. 19-14, just like we thought. Speaking of field goals, I hope you guys saw the play yesterday uh, or last night in the Patriots game. So the Patriots ended up losing the game, but... They ran a special teams play I've never seen in my life. The announcers had all commented they'd never seen it in their life. They checked with a guy who was a cameraman there who had worked in the USFL or the Canadian Football League. He'd never seen it. So what the Patriots did is they had 10 guys lined up, you know, to try to block the, the field goal. And then they had one guy, their, spe their new special team ace, his name is Schooler. So Schooler's out near the side, near the Patriots' sidelines as the ball's about to snap, and he goes in motion as if he's like a wide receiver on offense, but he runs straight down the line of scrimmage in motion and times it perfectly. So as soon as the ball is snapped, he's already in the backfield, easily blocks the field goal. Patriots pick it up. Didn't matter. They lost the game, but um, it was 
the coolest special teams play I've ever seen, and there's not a lot of cool special teams plays that aren't, you know, a return for a touchdown or just a, a block where somebody jumps up. I've never seen it where it's a design play sending a defensive player, a special teams player, in motion to easily block the field goal. Corey, run the clip. Show them the play I'm talking about. You can do that. You have a uh, technology. Uh, yeah, Paul, as you've probably uh, already made the conclusion in your head, this is not a video podcast. So, no, Robbie, I can't, <laughs> I can't show that clip. I was considering just putting the audio of that clip in here, but then I realized I'd have to look it up, and I was like, uh, yeah, fuck that. So, anyways, back to Rob. That's just my editorial note. <laughs> Lisa Salter's uh, on the sideline rep exclusively reporting that uh, everybody's still sad about Nick Chubb. Thank you, Lisa. This sideline report brought to you by UncleBod.com, the first and only online fitness company owned and operated exclusively by me. They've done nothing since he went out because he's the only thing they can do. First and ten. They're just having to put Deshaun in the shotgun and hope he figures something out. I bet he don't. Like, they, they practice so many hours. They work so hard. They put so much time in. And then they come out here and this is all they've got. Like, your, your best player gets hurt and this is it. Did you not practice for, like, what if Chubb gets hurt? Oh, shit. Chubb shitty backup. Reverses the field, and okay, he's going to run 90 yards after I shit on him the whole game. His name's Ford. I'll call him his name now. That was impressive. They hand off to Ford off the right tackle. He cuts all the way back across the grain in the backfield. Just outruns everybody for a 70-yard touchdown. Minka Fitzpatrick is not supposed to be back in the game. That dude got a concussion earlier. Nope, he's down at the one. Come on, dude. Spirit of the game. Give that motherfucker a touchdown. Give it to him for Chubb. Nobody touched him, so, like, give him the fucking touchdown. He slid in there. So they're down at the one-inch line. First and goal, the shitty backup, or I'm sorry, the artist formerly known as Chubb Shitty Backup, something Ford, came out of the game. They put in his shitty backup. He got crushed for a yard or two loss. Watson's under center here. Two tight ends. One in motion. Easy up the middle. Chubb Shitty Backup, shittier backup. Man. Get out of here. The hole is so big. Don't give the running back all the fucking crap. They've got the biggest holes here. Oh, another two-point conversion. 20-19. Trying to make it 22-19. Deshaun's in the shotgun. Single back to the right. Trips left. Deshaun's back. He's looking left. Oh, he's going to run it right. So easy. Nobody's there. He slips in. He throws the ball at the wall. Uh, Browns are up. 22 to 19. 
Ladies and gentlemen, is Deshaun Watson back? I think Pickett and uh, Deshaun have a bet going before the game. Who can throw the ball the hardest into a defender's hand? So far, um, I'm giving the edge to Pretty Kenny on that last one. 23 more yards from Pickens to Pickett. Pickett to Pickens. Pickett, pick, pick, pick. Pick, pick. Pick to pick. 23. Pick to pick. Are you kidding me? Late hit on Deshaun. Questionable call. Late hit on Deshaun. Now he's talking shit. Oh, my God. Somebody touched Deshaun without his consent. Let's see. They're going to show the replay. Dude, nothing. He grabbed onto the face mask of the defender. What a little turd. So Deshaun is running out of bounds. He grabs the defender's face mask, pulls it down, and then he acts like the defender did something wrong, trying to bait a penalty or bait his own players into coming over and having his back. What a bitch. Oh, they gave Deshaun the penalty. <laughs> you don't get the same protection as the other quarterbacks in this league. You also don't wear the same protection as most of the quarterbacks in this league. <laughs> Poor Deshaun. Man, he's going to have to learn to play differently now. He does not get the preferential, like, LeBron James foul treatment. That was dirty, though. Dirty motherfucker. Watch him come back, though, and score a touchdown right here. A little dump off over the middle to chub shitty back up that's not so shitty. Is he hurt, too? All right, second and eight here for the Browns and Deshaun from their own three-yard line. I'm just hoping for a safety. Show me a safety. That would be hilarious. Okay, third and eight from the three. Can we please hit this man in the end zone? So far, this game is way better than the other Monday night game that we kind of skipped, but it seems like everybody in the stands, uh, as far as the ladies, are wearing different dresses, which I kind of like the two uh, in the other one. What play do you draw up here on third and 26? Deshaun from his own 40. Shotgun, single back to the left. Quick throw over the middle to Njoku. He's going to be way short, and he fumbled. He fumbled the ball. Steelers are running around with it. Surely they don't have it. <laughs> uh, maybe they do. They're saying fumble. Another fumble recovered by the Steelers. Ten minutes left. Another slop. Deshaun from his own 20. Y'all, Deshaun just got sacked, fumbled. TJ Watt picked it up. Ran it back for a touchdown. Steelers take the lead, 25-22. <laughs> Deshaun Watson with a yet another fumble. And somebody just cussed. He's still got the ball, damn. I think I dozed off for about 10 minutes there, and uh, the score's still the same. So I might double down, see what happens. 26-22, Steelers. Two-minute warning.
Uh, Paul, Robbie literally fell asleep. So, which I don't blame him. That was a horrible game. Uh, but he fell asleep, so it just ended with him singing the NFL song. <laughs> All right, buddy. There you go. The first official episode of the season uh, just with Rob, though. All right. We love you. We hope you enjoyed it. And, Paul, we'll probably see you next week. Love you, buddy.